when you are facing the iceberg of a market that is going to be disrupted, when you are facing the iceberg of a potential survival of your core business model, this is clearly the case for change in a certain way is already done. Hello and a very warm welcome to this, our second series of transformation stories from the award-winning Valtec Cafe. Last year, we spoke to more than 25 global brands and industry experts about their experiences of digital transformation. And this series is no different. From airlines to retailers, manufacturers to healthcare companies, this is a podcast series that strips away the digital buzzwords and challenges what we all thought we knew about our industry. Covering topics from the circular economy to customer experience, emerging tech to composable architectures, we're removing the filters and getting to the bottom of what's really going on in digital today. I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to the podcast. What do we mean by the economics of mutuality? For Royal Canon, it's the outline of their business model, setting goals around multiple forms of capital financial, human, natural, and social. It's how they strive to live their purpose, a better world for pets. Today, I'm joined by Pierre Charles Parsi, Chief Digital Officer at the Pet Health Through Nutrition Company. Pierre Charles has led the digital transformation for the brand, delivering on what he calls a pet-centric experience and instilling technical and cultural change across the business. Today, we'll discuss the impact of that transformation, the elements that have enabled its success, as well as their future ambitions. So we've got lots to cover in our conversation today. Pierre Charles, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. As always, I think it's very helpful to begin with some context setting. So could you tell us a little more about the Royal Canin brand and then the initial driver behind your digital transformation? Yes, thank you very much for uh, welcoming me and, uh, and inviting me to, to share our digital transformation journey. And uh, as you mentioned, everything uh, starts with, uh, let's say, where did it start from? And it really started in the south of France where a veterinarian called Jean Catari in 1968 with the passion for cats and dogs had uh, really invented the right way to bring nutrition as the first medicine to uh, our best companions of life. And he met a farmer of the south of France with a German shepherd that was facing some eczema issue, uh, so derma skin issue. And uh, by having provided several times drugs, he mentioned to the farmer that was coming back to him every uh, two weeks saying, yeah, good, when the drug is over, then the problem is coming back. And Jean Catari was saying, okay, maybe there is something with nutrition. And he followed this... uh, I would say, a philosophical approach that nutrition is really the first medicine that we should follow and, uh, and stick to. And he provided really uh, the great nutritional solution to this German shepherd that was at the end not having anymore the derma issue. And it's how Royal Canin was born. Uh, it was 53 years old. And as you understand, it was deeply rooted into a economics of mutuality approach because uh, The vet was part of the diagnostic. The farmer, that was also a breeder of uh, dogs, was part of the journey. And then we have onboarded more and more pet owners. And then Royal Canin grew through dog nutrition first and then cat nutrition, has been acquired by Mars Incorporated in 2002, joining 
a constellation of brands such as uh, Mars uh, sneakers, but also pet care uh, brands such as Whiskas, Pedigree, Caesar, Shiba. And Royal Canin was really positioned as the one to tackle the sensitive moments of a cat and a dog, having the possibility to onboard an ecosystem of pet professionals that are scientific or non-scientific pet lovers and enabling really the power of influence and recommendation to the pet owners to make sure that they are following the right practices for making healthier lives and better lives for the cats and dogs that are making a better world for us. And then uh, we have decided to make a better world for pets because as they are making a better world for us, they are deserving the best from us. And uh, in the history of Royal Canin, we have always followed uh, the principles of uh, economics of mutuality, really, I would say, building what we call the human and social capital. So human capital by reinforcing and enabling the knowledge, the science, the level of expertise of our pet professionals. We have been also uh, contributing to create social connections and delivering social capital by connecting breeders with vets, uh, vets with pet owners, pet owners with the groomers, the groomers with the uh, specialty pet trade retailer shop owners, and making sure that this ecosystem is socially connected. But on top of that, we have looked at two additional capitals that we are contributing on. The financial shared capital, because yes, we are living in a mutuality approach for also sharing financially the uh, value that we are creating throughout this ecosystem. And then uh, sharing financially the capital with our partners on the day-to-day base. And last but not least, we are uh, contributing to create natural capital And we have recently committed to having a neutral carbon uh, footprint, sorry, in 2025 and making sure that we are building not only the right world and the right planet for the pets that are living on on this planet, not only for the pet owners, but for the planet itself. And this is really where we are a health nutrition company, not only for the health of pets, not only for, I would say, the financial and I would say stability and the health stability of our pet professional partners, but really building an healthy planet at the service of all the stakeholders in this uh, ecosystem that we are evolving in. So this is a, an amazing brand story. Thank you for that. That was a, a great introduction to the brand. But then tell us more about what was triggering the digital transformation. So where were you and where did you feel that you needed to be? You know, we have the chance in Mars and um, family-owned business to have been always been supported the last 19 years that Mars is owning Royal Canin. Royal Canin brand has been really uh, performing well the last 19 years and, and has become, by the way, the biggest brand of the Mars Incorporated uh, company. And thanks to this support, thanks to the, I would say, freedom of operating uh, that Mars has given us, we have been able to always trying to anticipate the next battles, the next challenges. And four years ago, uh, the CEO of Royal Canin, Loïc Mouto, has been uh, identifying the need to anticipate a digital acceleration that he was uh, uh, seeing with his uh, top management uh, team uh, arriving and, and, and potentially accelerating. And he decided to create a job dedicated to digital transformation. And this is where I joined the company with uh, the intentionality to really accelerate our uh, digital journey with not only a focus to the pet owners, 
to bring more focus on the pet owners, but also helping the pet professionals to thrive and continuously thrive in a fast evolving environment. And the COVID has been completely doubling down the level of acceleration in this uh, pet care ecosystem. Uh, last but not least, also changing the cultural mindset of the company that has been used over time to work on five, seven, 10 years R&D projects. And when it comes to digitally enabled services or digitally enabled businesses, you are more on a time frame of the quarter of what we call 12 or 16 weeks test and learn approach and making sure that we are building minimum viable products where in Royal Canin, the obsession of all the R&D and marketing teams were to build the perfect product. And between the keyboards and the wet solutions that we are providing to the world where our product performance and our product excellence is still and more than ever at the center of everything we do, in the digital world, we have been able to uh, change the pace and the ways of working that the teams have been uh, relying on and really uh, move to weeks, timeline weeks, I would say, approach to deliver iteratively new digital products, new digital services in a collaboration with our pet professionals, but also in collaboration with the pet owners. And this is where we have been enabling a full ecosystem, not only on a physical world, but also on a digital world. And this is clearly where we have been driving this digital transformation. And it's a complex journey, huh, to be honest, especially when you are in a context of anticipation. When you are facing the iceberg of a market that is going to be disrupted, when you are facing the iceberg of a potential survival of your core business model, this is clearly the case for change in a certain way is already done. When mm -hmm. I joined Royal Canin and when we started to accelerate our digital transformation, the case for change was not completely done by just a market situation. We were growing quite well. We were in a market that is benefiting from good conditions because a lot of pet owners of human beings want to adopt more and more cats and dogs and be uh, accompanied in their daily life by uh, these companions. And we have been in an industry where we were more a sort of a frog into a boiling pan. And in fact, this boiling pan uh, has been uh, completely accelerating during COVID, if you want. And this is where we believe that having anticipated the water that was eating faster and potentially very, very fast, much faster during the COVID-19 has been a critical game changer. But selling the internal story to make the digital transformation happen was the critical challenge for us and really was the first step I, I was focusing my time and energy uh, on. And by, I would say, to do that, it's not only building the right slides, not building the right uh, presentation and making the right communication. It was also to deliver quick wins, to show artifactual successes of our change and of our digital transformation moving ahead. And this was what we did in uh, 2018 and beginning of 2019. That's such a brilliant introduction because, as you say, this is an incredibly complex, connected ecosystem that you have at Royal Canin. And for any brand, a digital transformation is a very complex undertaking. How have you been able to, with everything else that's been going on, the impact of COVID and everything else, what's been your approach to prioritizing the process? Where do you start and how do you make that decision? I believe that in any crisis and any situation of uh, 
crucial change that the company has been facing, the organization has demonstrated a clear alignment to the philosophy of what Royal Canin is standing for. And we are, first, a pet-centric company. So we are clearly at the service of cats and dogs health. And when we faced the COVID-19 crisis, our first obsession was to ensure the consistency of nutritional solutions delivery to every cat and dog in this world. And this was the first, I would say, principle. We said there will be no disruption for our cats and dogs that are benefiting from our solutions. The second element that we are looking at, and it's really following our philosophy, is we need to educate to bring the pet owners with us. Because in a certain way, and you will tell me, why are you pet-centric? Yes, we are pet-centric with a pet owner focus because we think first of any cat and dog impact. And we need to bring the ones that are, I would say, at the other side of the leash or caressing the cat, the cat on the sofa to make sure that they are, I would say, having the right uh, habits, the right, I would say, uh, routines with their cats and dogs. And in a COVID-19 situation, where you were in front of panic mode, uh, situations of lockdown, not knowing if the cats or the dogs could be also affected by the uh, pathology, we needed to inform. So we have been providing a lot of information on our.com, on our social networks, and especially social media channels to the pet owners that are connected to us. And we made sure also that we also informed in the right way our network of pet professionals. And it was the third, I would say, uh, principles that we followed, continue to rely on a network of pet professionals that are scientifically or non-scientifically loving pets, deeply dedicated to pets, and make sure that we are uh, leveraging the power of the recommendation of the influence they have on pet owners to make sure that they are also delivering the right level of information, being themselves uh, enabled by Royal Canin to also go through the crisis. And you have to understand that sometimes the pet shops were closed. Sometimes the vet clinics were closed. And so we have been demonstrating since the beginning of the crisis our ability to reinvent ourselves by, for instance, generating direct-to-consumer uh, sales on our royalcanin.com in multiple countries in few weeks. So, for instance, we launched the royalcanin.com uh, direct-to-consumer platform in France in two weeks between mid-March and uh, end of March to have the possibility for pet owners to get access to all the nutritional solutions they were needing because the pet shops were potentially closed or difficult to access due to the lockdown. But we did not do that by shortcutting the specialty pet trade retailers because we wanted them to thrive again when the COVID would be over. And we have been putting some connections with the pet shops to make sure that the pet owners can come back to the pet shops when the crisis has been over. We have been also enabling some veterinarian clinics to sell online with uh, providing a sort of a direct-to-consumer as a service platform for the vets in most of the European and North European markets, where, in fact, the veterinarian clinics has, have been able to continue to sell to the pet owners because sometimes they were not online. And we have provided this infrastructure and also all the fulfillment processes in place to deliver at home the nutrition that has been recommended by a vet, sometimes prescribed by a vet, 
and to make sure that the cat or a dog benefiting from this solution will not suffer and has not suffered from the current situation. And in a certain way, all in all, what I mentioned to you is an extraordinary reactivity and uh, capacity to reinvent in a very, very quick way. And this is for me the result of a long series of efforts we did during 2018 and 2019 to change the cultural mindset, change the behaviors of our teams and be in a possibility to really deliver on a week's approach while we were before more on a month or even on a yearly uh, timeline approach. And this is really where Royal Canin, and for me, it's a continuous discovery because I joined the group three years and a half ago. I don't mention anymore that I'm a newcomer, but I mention I'm still a new member of this family. And in a certain way, I'm always amazed by the power and the talents of our associates because they are standing up for health and not for financial health of our company, but really for the cats and dogs health of our, of our ecosystem and really looking at the right solutions for sustaining the quality of life of our best companions. And this has been the triggering point and will remain the first principle we will stand against in the future and, and for the future crisis that we have to be honest, we will have other crises to face. And these are the muscles that we have been building over the last crisis that will make us stronger in, in the future. This is an excellent segue for us because... Actually, we're talking here about pet-centric experiences, and clearly there is a strong, strong focus on that within the, the organization, which is fantastic. But ultimately, this is a consumer, and I should say a human consumer-centric experience. So from a brand awareness perspective, what are the approaches that you're able to, to take to not just attract new audiences, but to develop loyalty, particularly over, over the last few months with everything that's been happening? That's a very good point. And uh, <laughs> in a certain way, uh, we are sticking to this pet centricity approach. We are making sure that we are pet owner focused and we are embedding the pet professionals into our ecosystem. And this is the approach that we will continue to follow. But first of all, I have to mention that 10 years ago, it was forbidden to put the pet owners within our communication campaigns. We were really? forbidden to talk about what are the pet owner trends that we should potentially follow. Because wow. the obsession of this company was and is and, and will remain the pet centricity, the pet observation, the pet understanding. But in fact, we have acknowledged over time the growing influence of the pet owners and especially on how pet owners can be massively influenced and sometimes on the wrong way. And we have seen popping up some uh, channels of interaction in the past years, and especially with the COVID, where we have fake information, where we have Dr. Google, where we can find everything, and sometimes everything but nothing true. And it's the same for human health, by the way. You can find every kind of information. And how do you sort and do the triage of what are the good information and what are not the good information for yourself as a human when you, when you are in human health or for your cat and dog. And this has been an obsession for us to say, okay, if we really want to change the game there, either we are continuously saying, no, 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 we don't trigger, we don't address, we just address the pet, the pet-centricity approach that we are having, we are bringing the pet professionals into it, but we don't talk directly to pet owners. 
And I would say that we were moving to direct interaction between the brand and the pet owners in 2018 and 2019. But the COVID-19 has completely made the movement to say, hey, in fact, when we don't have any more the shops open, when we don't have any more the vets open, how can we ensure that the pet owners are still informed in the right way? How can we help them to navigate? Because what we have identified as the key pet owner pain points is the feeling of being guilty of not being equipped enough to lead, I would say, and to have a good life with their cat or with their dog, to ensure that they are giving the best to their companion that is giving them every day the love that they are potentially looking for, the care that the cat or a dog is deserving is potentially not fulfilled and not delivered totally because of a lack of information, a lack of knowledge, a lack of assistance, a lack also of good content shared with them. And this is where we have started to define what is the pet owner journey for which we have identified 72 golden moments. And on those 72 golden moments of a full pet owner journey, we have at Royal Canin decided to be and owning 12 out of them. And on, on those 12 golden moments, we are focusing on critical moments such as the start of life of the cats and dogs. So how do you go out of a breeder side or a shelter and or a home because sometimes you have birth at home that are happening. And how do you become the right pet owner? How are you equipped? How are you moving to the vet for the first time? How do you bring the right level of nutrition? How do you bring the right level of accessories in this very critical moment of the life of a cat or a dog that is the first months of their lives? Between 0 to 18 months, generally, you are facing a lot of moments of fragility and sensitivity moments for those companions. So we have been focusing on this moment. We have been focusing on the first moments of vet visit and the first vetification moment. And we have been also looking at some critical moments like the end of life, because in fact, aging cats and dogs can suffer like hell. And we believe that nutritional solutions combined to the right level of knowledge of science, the right level of also diagnostics and monitoring can help our pets to have a better end of life and, and especially the aging times of their, uh, of their life journey. And these are the moments where we really want to develop, uh, I would say, our brand interaction with the pet owners because we believe that those pet owners can really change the game. So we are looking at how we are building connections through social channels, social media channels, such as Instagram or Facebook, TikTok, looking at how we are connecting directly with uh, our pet owners on uh, our royalcanin.com website, where we have more and more visitors every year. We are uh, having uh, uh, between 25 to 30 percent growth of the number of visitors every year since uh, now the last four years. We have been accelerating a lot. Uh, the number of unique visitors on our website. And we are also building now direct-to-consumer interaction on both physical and digital uh, channels. So we have been uh, launching L'Atelier Félin in Paris, where you can go as a cat owner to meet behaviorists, so cat behaviorists, cat nutritionists, where you will get some advices, recommendations for your cat, making sure that in a certain way we can understand your cat because cats and dogs don't talk and don't speak 
So how can you understand them if you don't detect the moments, the signals that your cat or your dog can suffer or can potentially need some intervention? And we are also building some pet owner relationship programs on our royalcanin.com where people will be able to benefit from not only the interaction with Royal Canin, but also from our ecosystem. So the partners we are working with, the specialty pet trade retailers, the vets, the breeders, the groomers, in which you are interacting as a pet owner and making sure that all of this ecosystem is connected through pet owner relationship programs where we are building communities of uh, pet owners and making sure that we continuously get the feedback from them to improve our value propositions. Last but not least, we have been doing some test and learn initiatives where we have looked at the power of influence between pet owners. And we have launched recently uh, a business that is called Fetchery. So this is an excubation of a, of a startup that we created internally. And the Fetchery is building for uh, lovers of a specific breed of dogs, the platform where the breed lovers will connect together. And especially, for instance, if I take Witzig, Witzig is a platform for the Dachshund lovers. So if you have a Dachshund and you want to find every advice from other pet owners that are loving Dachshund, you go to Witzig, you will be able to find the right nutritional solution that is recommended, the right accessories, the place where you should groom your Dachshund because they are specific and specialist uh, uh, groomers for, uh, for Dachshund. If you need to get the right education services or potentially the right canine pensions for holiday management, you will find it on Witzig. And this is really a great platform that we built and for which now we are opening new breeds and we will have new platforms into the Fetchery adventure. And this is the kind of examples where we collected so much data about the way pet owners are leaving their pet ownership and uh, how we can help them as the orchestrator of the pet care ecosystem. Perfect introduction there into my next question then, Pierre-Charles, because everything that you're talking about from these 12 golden moments down from the 72, and I'd love to know the full list of the 72, but down to the 12 golden moments, everything that you're doing from a, an awareness perspective, all of these different elements, it is all based, all of that knowledge, all of those insights are all based on the data element. And I'm wondering if we can focus more on that data-driven transformation. How are you using your customer data to transform the future experience? You mentioned a couple of things there, but a data transformation is huge in itself. Yep. Tell us more about it. Uh, so uh, indeed, uh, we, we are talking about data as the fuel of uh, any company's transformation. And, and especially on a digital transformation, it's a critical fuel. I would say that data is a critical fuel for three reasons. First, on the way we are reinventing or future-proofing or potentially creating a new source of business and especially new source of interaction with our uh, end consumers. The second element is uh, data as a source of operational excellence and performance, I would say, management. And the third one, data as the, as the way to manage, I would say, mitigate risks and manage, I would say, uh, on an ethical approach the interactions that we are trying to create externally, but also internally. So let me take each point. So the first one is, of course, on the interaction with end consumers and how we are reinventing our value propositions thanks to data. And I would say, especially data that we transform into insights. For me, 
data is a way to build business insights and make sure that we are taking those business insights as the fuel for building the new value proposition. If I take some of the value propositions that we have invented recently and uh, launched on the market, it is based on business insights that we have been able to collect from the market. Especially, uh, if I take one example, we have been able to create uh, a model where we are selling into the stores our long tail of products. And uh, you will tell me, but uh, why are we uh, selling it into stores, into our partner stores, the specialty pet trade retailers, while we could also sell them into our uh, direct-to-consumer platform? In fact, we have seen in a study that we carried out that when a pet owner is moving and going to a physical pet shop, he is not finding what he wants or what he wanted to find in the store. For 33% of them, it was a no answer. So I was going there. I wanted to find the right nutritional solution. And one third of the visits were ending with, oh, we don't have the product in store. Either we don't have it because we never listed it or we don't have it in stock anymore. So we said to the pet shops, listen, we have all the products available on our whilecanin.com. So why not partnering? So when you have a client coming to your store, you are recommending the product to your pet owner. You can even offer a subscription program that we will manage for you, etc. And you get the margin for the product. And we are offering you uh, the service and we are making sure that the pet owner do not leave the, uh, the shop without buying and without, I would say, having the right solution for his cat or his dog. And this is a model that we launched in Japan and it has been a terrific model. It has been working so well that uh, Japan D2C for uh, Royal Canin in collaboration with our pet shops is now the fast booming business in uh, Royal Canin as I talk now, so as of today. The second element that I was mentioning is data not only as a business insight, also as a way to manage the performance and drive operational excellence. So indeed, data is a way for us to measure the performance of the interaction with, for instance, the end consumer. And we have been building new KPIs that we are following to make sure that we are driving the right decision making into the company. Not only looking at the level of uh, turnover that we generate or the level of margin, we are looking at the number of pet owners that we are interacting with, the cost of acquisition of a new pet owner, or also new uh, KPIs such as NPS, where we are looking at the net promoter score as a critical KPI. And uh, data is helping us to measure that on uh, real time and also adapt the right course of action and making sure that we are driving operational excellence at the service of eating the targets that we set on these new KPIs and on these new ways of piloting and steering the company. And the last element I mentioned is when you have those two uh, legs I just mentioned, like the customer interaction and operational excellence, you need also to operate in a world where the oxygen and where your blood is pure, I would say, fitting with the right oxygen. And in fact, data can be wrong oxygen if you are not managing it well. Data can be a source of data privacy breach. Data can be a source of IT security breach. And data can be a source of, I would say, risks that you don't mitigate enough and that you're exposed to. And this is where we are enabling ourselves on making sure that when we're interacting with consumer 
we are applying the most strict rules of data consent, and especially on data privacy management enforcement and the guidelines. We are looking at how we protect continuously our security in terms of IT to manage the data we have and protect the data we have. And last but not least, making sure also that we are anticipating the next challenges that we will face. And I know some of uh, my startupers, colleagues in uh, big companies uh, that I, I met recently are thinking of the cookie-less approach and uh, how we will live without cookies potentially in the future. These are the elements that we are looking at because, in fact, data can also help us to live in a sustainable, ethical, and I would say a more comfortable world for every pet owners in this world. So these are, I would say, the ways we are looking at data and how we use it in any interaction we have with the consumers and especially with the end consumers of our products. There's such a huge amount of stuff happening with your digital transformation completely. We've talked about the data-driven transformation. I know there's been a huge amount of technology change, cultural change. If only we had more time to talk about it in more detail, but you just alluded to the future there. And I'm wondering what you feel is is coming next for you, if you can fit any more into, into your role. First, I think that uh, as Royal Canin, we are moving towards a, a world where we will become more and more a health through nutrition company and not anymore a nutrition a health nutrition company. So we are really providing health and especially health benefits that will be helped by the nutrition, but not only. And we believe that nutrition needs to be combined with the right level of services, the right level of knowledge, the right level of diagnostic monitoring. So let's take, for instance, the right derma uh, approach uh, that we could have, having the right derma-related nutritional solution combined with a smart solution that will look at how a dog is scratching, for instance, and how much he is or she is scratching over a day. Then moving towards to the right veterinarian for having the right diagnostics, but also potentially having the right monitoring tool and knowledge and services that will be provided to check that the solution that has been provided is effectively healing the scratching issue and the dermatology issue that a cat or a dog can have. And in a certain way, this is the future towards we will contribute, not only as the, as the digital transformation enabler, but as a more holistically marketing, so brand experience, pet owner experience, consumer care experience, transformation approach, and where our teams are really have a clear mandate to transform this company that is delivering today nutritional products towards a company that will sell health benefits for cats and dogs. And this is a massive transformation because as you can imagine, from not anymore building keyboards and wet chunks, we are going to build the products, the services, the knowledge, the content, the education, and also bringing into life the ecosystem of partners that will enable us to provide health benefits and health outcomes at the service of something that will remain at the center of everything we do for the last 53 years, the cats and dogs health. And we are really standing up for making a better world for them because the cats and dogs are making a better world for us. So this is where we are going now on. And this is where my team and uh, all the digital transformation, I would say agents, all the digital transformers that we have inside Royal Canin 
are moving ahead too, and uh, we are committed to that, and we are passionate about that on a day-to-day basis. Pierre Charles, thank you so much for telling us all about Royal Cannon, what you've been through, what you're doing, and what the future holds. It's been a fascinating story, and I'm sure our listeners will be incredibly interested to hear more about you. So thank you so much again for joining us, and hopefully we'll speak to you in the future and hear more about what you've been doing at Royal Cannon. Thank you very much, Tizi, and thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure to discuss with you today. You've been listening to the latest transformation series from Valtech Cafe. Hit subscribe to get access to our whole back catalogue of conversations. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, why not visit us at valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.